We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Uh, the, the medical team went to Tonga. There's 22 people across the nation went to Tonga and we had a number of people from this church go on that trip and we prayed for them and sort of commissioned them and said, come on, we believe in what you're doing. Uh, also though, this, this week, tomorrow, uh, we're leaving early in the morning to start our trek to Kolkata and then up to Northern Bengal in the foothills of the Himalayas to preach the gospel. Uh, but also to serve the local church that we're connecting with there. And so we have, um, there's Jason, uh, Pastor Jason out in, in, in Mosgiel this morning, and Lorna from Mosgiel. Uh, there is also myself, Nicole, uh, Margaret, and Hannah, and um, uh, are going uh, on the trip as well. Plus we've got Pastor Tico, Pastor James, and we've got another girl called Amy and another girl called Helen uh, coming from around uh, the nation as well. And so there's a group of 10 of us and it's a great group and we're really looking forward to what God is gonna do, but also how we can glorify God. And so um, we, we prayed this morning um, in, in the prayer meeting for one another and that was good. But, uh, you know, I would... Uh, I would like it if you'd keep us in your prayers for the next 10 to two weeks. Basically, we leave tomorrow, we get back the following Friday and we go from there. But, um, you know, just before we, we do get into the message, before I, you know, one of the greatest missionaries is, that I know is in this room and it's, it is Pastor Ken. And uh, I would love it, sir, if you would just quickly come and pray for, for our team. I know, I know this is something I haven't asked you to do, but... Uh, you've done many trips to Africa and back, and you know what the what the meaning of mission is. And so, I'd love it if you'd pray for us. Hi, folks. I wasn't that old when I wasn't grandfather age at that stage, <laughs> but I won't tell any stories because we're supposed to pray. Yes, let's pray together. Father, we thank you that there's a world that needs Jesus. Many of them don't know that they need Jesus. And many of their hearts and lives are filled with, with traditions that we know that come from the evil one, supplanted you. And now we pray for this team where they go to plant you. And we pray that you will give them heart understanding, so led by the Spirit and with discernment that they will have the right word, the word in season that will, that will open up people's lives. We pray most of all that they will exude the love of Jesus so that people will respond to the God that so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So Father, just give them wisdom. We pray that You'll protect their tummies from all sorts of foods that they will have to eat and in the travel and so on. Just put your, your umbrella over them and the sense that at every moment you're with them. And we give you praise and glory for the people whose lives were touched, the redeeming power of Jesus that will come from them. So we give you praise and we commit ourselves to be intercessors over these coming days. And we give you praise and glory that together we're all part of the team of Jesus, you are my witnesses. So we praise you in his holy and wonderful name. Amen. Awesome. I've got to go this way. All right. 
Amen. What a great day. Who's glad they're in church? Awesome. Come on, come on. Let's give the Lord one more clap of praise. So good. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome worship team and Will's younger brother. Has anyone notice something different about Will? Yeah. For those who are visiting, Will, Will had this amazing beard, and now it's gone. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good. Well, this morning we are uh, live streaming in to Mosgiel because uh, we're starting a new series. And so welcome to our church out of Mosgiel. And it was great to have you in, uh, I think it was, was it last week? No, the week before for All Out Sunday. And how, who enjoyed All Out Sunday? I think it was a great, and thank you so much to the team that uh, served so hard and worked so hard uh, to make that day happen, and, and it, was, it, was, it was an awesome time. I have not seen balloon animals like that in all of my life. Uh, that's a skill. I think it's the gift of the Holy Spirit somewhere along the line to make balloon animals that good. That was amazing, but... Um, Again, I just love the fact that we can all come together to lift up the name of Jesus, celebrate what God is doing. And it was great that we could combine as a church. But I want to encourage you also to continue believing, continue to pray. You know, this room was pretty full. It was pretty full and out there was great and all that. But come on, we've got to believe that God's going to use us as individuals, as a church, to reach the worlds that we live in. And just again, you know, um, it's good to get, go further and it's good to go abroad, uh, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and all the earth. And so it's great to get out and do missions trips to India and, and where what God lays on your heart. But we've got a mission right here in Dunedin as well. And so I want to continue praying, uh, you know, let's reach our worlds for Jesus. And, you know, Mosgiel is, 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 you know, at the beginning of the year, it was, it was pretty much averaging about 40 to 45 people. Now we're seeing 70 to 75 people averaging. Come on, we're still praying and believing that we're going to hit that 100 uh, before the end of the year and then go from there. And so can we continue to pray for that church? Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Felicity, in the back. I feel encouraged this morning. But can we also, you know, we've got to believe that, 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 that we know that God loves His people. He loves His creation. And, but again, people just don't know it. And so can we, can we, can we just, again, reach out and pray and, and believe? You know, people are more interested and they want to know than you think. You know, this week I was... Um, oh, I'm trying to figure out what word I should say. It was privileged, stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of the spectrum's a little bit fuzzy, but uh, well, I was privileged to go on my oldest son's school camp. And, uh, and uh, you know, just because I, I don't get enough of a 12-year-old at home, I went to stay with 50 of them. Just because... Just the Lord's really working on areas of my life. And, but uh, the, the, the thing that I want to share is there was the relationships that were built in, across the parents. And because you're there for long enough, they always ask, what do you do? It's like everyone's nosy. Everyone wants to know what you do, which is a good thing because I've got a great answer. I pastor a church. And uh, I can just straight, straight out throw it out there. And they're like, oh, really? Where is it? What is it? And all that and that. 
And, um, you know, and as I do, I just angle things in like I'm going to India on Monday. They're like, really? What, what are you doing? And they, they start asking questions and, and they start, it's just God opening the door in different areas. You know, every single one of those parents came up to me. Oh, they're like, you know, um, uh, uh, I hope it goes well in India. Or, uh, you know, uh, they just don't know the language to say. Like they're actually saying, praying it goes well in India but maybe not praying to God, but that's what they're wanting to say. Like They're on board with what, we were, what we're going to do. And so people are, people are more interested than we really believe or we think. So it's a lie of the devil that people don't want to know about Jesus because there's a, there's a place in every person's heart that wants to know about the love of God in their heart. Amen. I mean, so let's continue to pray and believe across our city as well for that. And, you know, it was awesome, you know, all out Sunday. And then the color party, yeah, woo, color party. You know, we had th- over 350 uh, people out from the community here. And it, lo- it was amazing. It was amazing. I wasn't here. I was, I was privileged enough to be on my son's camp. And, uh, and, but uh, the, it looked amazing. People were sending me photos. And it was just great, reaching into the community, just building a relationship there. And, you know, actually across Equippers Churches nationwide, there were, and the, and the uh, light parties, color parties, whatever you want to call it, um, there was over 5,000 people out to the different events. Come on, give God some praise for that. Very good. And, you know, who loved Labor Weekend? Labor Weekend was great. Labor Weekend was great. It was awesome because of the 5 p.m. Uh, we had, you know, Matt and Abby down here, and it was great. They were ministering and speaking, and we were really behind what God is doing uh, for them. And uh, we're believing for them to do, do what God has anointed and grace them to do up in New Plymouth, and it was awesome. But again, uh, uh, the, the fellowship around food and the team uh, cooking the barbecue and then the umbrella teams running from out there to over here and, the, and just everyone again. And so, uh, you know, I love the, the unity of heart and the unity of faith and unity of spirit that we are as a church. And let's continue to, to muck in, amen? Uh, and let's continue to just get on board on what God is doing, building fellowship, building community uh, in Jesus' name. Well, um, this morning... I've I've really you know been praying about Lord what do you what do you want to speak into the life of the church what do you want to say and we've we've spoken into reaching our world and different things and all that and so this morning I I, I want to start a new series uh, uh, called um, created for more created for more uh, and we're going to unpack that but really. Uh, where where this, this series has come from, it's come straight out of uh, this book that Pastor Rick Warren wrote uh, called The Purpose Driven Life or What on Earth Am I Here For? And so uh, I know we've created a new name, but it's all from this book. And I want to encourage you over the next 40 days, go and buy this book. Go and order it on Amazon, order it and download it on Kindle, whatever you want, and, and go through the 40 days as we preach and teach through it. Because it is amazing. It is an amazing book. It'll answer so many questions for you. And as we endeavor to take snippets out of it to encourage you and to help you find out what your purpose is, you know what? We're created for so much more. 
We're created for so much more. And, and as we go through this, I believe the Lord's going to give us tools to then help other people that are in our world. Who needs tools to help other people in our world? We need tools to help other people. All right. Well, before we get into it, we're just going to pray. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. And we know that you love us so much. You did send your one and only son into this world to die for us. And on the third day, you rose and by the power of your Holy Spirit. He defeated the grave. And Lord, by faith, we declare that over our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you made a way for us to have personal relationship with you again. But Lord, you also made a way for us to have personal relationship, but to live this life with a purpose, to live this life believing and, and Lord, again, reaching out. And so, Lord, this morning I pray as we just open up these scriptures, open up just a little bit of what you're doing. Lord, may it come alive to all of us. Holy Spirit, I, I pray help, help, help me to, to articulate what I really believe you wanted to sow into our spirit. And so, Lord, we again, we give you all the glory. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, and in Mosgiel, everyone said, amen. You got another amen in the city as well. It was good. All right. All right. Well, 40 days with purpose. We're created for more. Who wants to, who wants to commit to 40 days? You know, 40 days in the Bible is a, is, a, is a common number that comes up. And I think one of the most famous times we think about 40 days is when Jesus was led into, this, into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit uh, to come up against Satan and his tricks. And, you know, three times the, the devil tried to tempt Jesus in different areas. But it was a 40-day period. Um, other periods as well. There was 40 days when Moses went up Mount Sinai and, and, and sat and stood before the Lord and the Lord spoke to him and, and gave him the Ten Commandments. 40 days it took. Um, the spies actually went into, and you know, in numbers, when, when um, Moses sent out the spies, there, uh, there were 12 spies. It was 40 days that they went and they had a look around and they came back with an average report, Right. Anyone else? So 40 days is a, is, a, is, a, is a good number where God will do something in our lives. I know friends of mine who have fasted for 40 days. That's a long time, just water. Um, in fact, Pastor Banu in India, he's done it a number of times. Uh, I have not felt the call to do that. I've, 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 I've done a full fast for 10 days, uh, and that was good. Praise God for that. But uh, 40 days, I wanna, I wanna ask you, to commit to the next 40 days uh, coming along on the journey with us with this book. That's why I want to encourage you to download it, uh, to read it with us. It's a very short, it only takes about six to seven minutes to read the devotion. And, and then, then after that, it's your time to, uh, to, to seek the Lord and what He's saying to you on it. And so for the next 40 days, I really believe God wants to speak to us. And so I encourage you to get this book um, and, and come along the journey with us. And so let's read a devotion every day. Um, I want to start off with the scripture in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28. It's from the message version. It said, a life devoted to things is a dead life. A stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. 
So what does that mean? A life devoted to things is a dead life. You know, when you're explaining something and all you can think of is the word thing, you can't describe it. Well, it's not highlighted. It's, it's not, you don't know exactly what you're talking about. There's so, there's so much variety. There's not a purpose to it. That's what it talks about here. It's, it's like a stump. But a God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. When we have a purpose and we know the shape of our life, we flourish. But when we wander and, we, and we're just unsure and uncertain about things, it's like um, being a stump. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8 in the New Living Translation says this, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep in the water. Such trees are, are, are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So again, the, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord. And we have our purpose in God. And so as we go through this series of we are created for more, as the outcome hopefully is knowing that God has a purpose for us. Who, who knows the, the, there's that search? What is the meaning of life? I guarantee you've probably asked yourself that question once before. Anyone, anyone said, what is the meaning of life? Come on, we've all probably done it. And, and, and we, we start thinking of the meaning of life from purely self-centered questions. Like, well, what is my purpose? What, what, what am I meant to be? What am I meant to do? What are my goals? What are my ambitions? What are my dreams? Anyone got dreams? Come on, yeah, you should. These are good questions. But is it actually going to answer the purpose of your life? This is getting, this is getting, I'm excited about this already. And so, so we've, got a, we've got this morning as we go through this, as we introduce this series, we've got to understand what are the right questions to be answering. Because all of those things are good. In fact, there's hundreds of books, hundreds of tests, right? The Myers-Briggs test, there's the, even right now, strength uh, finders and coaching is pretty popular around our nation. We do it, we use it. But again, they're just tools. They're not going to give you your purpose. They're going to show you what your character is. They're going to show you what, 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 how God has wired you, but that's not going to tell you what your purpose is. Are we good this morning? All right. In Job, verse 12, uh, sorry, chapter 12 through to 10, the New Living Translation says this, For the life of every living thing is in his hand, and the breath of every human being. So this is, we're talking about God here. You know, when I was a young boy, I had this bucket. I had a bucket of, uh, it was like Logo. It wasn't Lego. We, we had logo or something. It was the plastic version of Lego. But I had lots of it, so it was awesome. And um, I, remember, I remember, you know, you have these little bricks and, and, and uh, some roof-shaped tiles and long bits and all sorts of bits. And, and um, you know, mum would say, go and play. Just go and play. Go and do something. And so I would I'd go and get out my bucket of Logo and... Uh, and I'd start making these little little spaceships, and I knew this. I had it was like four pieces of normal four brick size Lego, 
and you had you put one and then you staggered it and you put the other piece underneath and you flip the fourth piece sideways. Right? And I'm painting this right now so you can't copy it. Right? It's very, very and then I put some long bits down the side and it became an awesome spaceship. I'm just going back. I'm enjoying this moment, please. Don't ruin it for me. All right, no. And so I'd make lots of them because I, I, I knew I needed them because when, when the baddie came, I knew I'm going to have a really good air force and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to take the baddie down, right? Come on, just if you're unsure with me right now, just close your eyes and I'll bring you with me. And, and so I had my air force over here, but on this side, I, I built up these towers, I built up the towers and I made them around and, and it was staggered because I, there was only so much logo. I wanted to make lots of them. And so I had bits and made a tower and, and they had little guns pointing out. And then over here, I also made some other defenses, but I had some cars because we had air force, but we needed the ground force. And then there was, there was um, some infantry as well. And I had the infantry and it was good. And I came, had the infantry coming out from this side and I had the other infantry coming out from this side. Uh, is it just me? Sorry, I had, I had these things set up and, I, and, and all that and it was awesome. Okay, back to the message. <laughs> but I, I made all these things and they were, they were good. And, and, and it's even like, a, um, even, even sometimes like a car. Have you, anyone ever thought about a car? Right, who, who would like a car? People like a car. Do you know, really, there's so many cars out there? But the, the purpose of the car is just to get from A to B. That is the only purpose of a car. But how many models are out there? There's so many models of cars out there. If you were a car, what model would you be? Reliable. Right. It's a reliable person right there. Does that reliable? But the, the actual purpose of a car, the purpose, listen, get this with me this morning. The purpose of a car is to go from A to to be. But the thing is, we, we live our lives like car models. We think, oh, well, I'm a Toyota. What is the purpose of my life? To be a reliable car that will get you from A to B. No, that's just how God's created you. The purpose of a car is transportation. That's the purpose. Now, you could be any model you like. See, See, why I tell you about the story of the Lego and all that is I had a purpose for the spaceship. The spaceship was to defend from the air. That was its purpose. Its purpose was to defend. Its purpose was to attack. The spaceship shouldn't be asking, what is my purpose? <laughs> no, I created the spaceship. I'm t the purpose is this. Uh, well, infantry, well, what is my purpose? Your purpose is to defend or attack. What is my purpose for the tower? Is to defend or attack. Why? Because I built it. I created it. For a car, what is the purpose of a car? It's for, to go from A to B. But we live our lives functioning like, well, Lord, what is my purpose? If you are a Ferrari, that's cool. No problem. That's how God's created you to be. You're obviously fast, whatever. Some of you are thinking, well, what car am I actually? But please come back. No, your purpose is transportation. But as, as, as humans, 
Come with me now. As humans, we're like going, well, what is my purpose? What am I make? What are, how am I made up? All this sort of stuff. No, that's not your purpose. You, if you want to know what your purpose is, the easiest way to find out is you've got to ask, who created you? Right? We, 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 go, to, we go to books and we go to tests or questionnaires and they're all good things. But all they are telling you is what your model is. This is the model God created you. They're not your purpose. See, if we want to know our purpose, we've just got to ask God. Because why? He's the one that created you. Right, we're going good? See, there's many great inventions out there. Many great inventions. But if we want to know their purpose, we've got to ask the creator. Um, you, here's the thing. This morning, if you want to know your purpose, you have to ask the person who created you. Your purpose is what God says. Your purpose is what God says it is. Now let's un- unpack it this morning. In Romans chapter 8, verses 6 through 8, those who think they can do it on their own, this is message version, end up uh, uh, obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle, but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them. Living and breathing, God's obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he is doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. Here's the thing. Rick Warren says this in his book. You are made by God, and you are from God, and until you understand that, life will never make sense. Just think for a second. We were made by God and we were from God. And until we understand that, life will never make sense. See, a lot of the times our purpose is so murky because we, we mix it up with what our model is. Where there's all different models. There's different races, nations. We're all, we're, we're all different. You know, this morning, I'm South African. Because they won the World Cup. Now, tomorrow, I'll be New Zealand again. No, it's not. We've got to understand that we're from God. We're made by God. We're from God. So we've got to ask God, what is our purpose? Let's answer these questions this morning. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 through 12. Are we doing all right? Are we doing all right in Mosgiel? They are. I can hear them. All right. Verse 11 of chapter 1. It is in Christ that we find out who we are. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us and designs us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, He is working out in everything and everyone. It's a great scripture. 
because it helps us unlock a few things. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share three things this morning before we get on to the, the first purpose. Is that all right? You're doing well, you're doing well. So the first one is you, you discover your identity and purpose through a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you wanna know your purpose, that's the only way you can discover it is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. At the end of this service, we always invite people if they wanna declare Jesus as Lord of their life, amen. Uh, many people in this room have declared that. I declared that when I was 14. When this man, after he was doing his colored in things, uh, and it was amazing, uh, and I, there was a moment where I said, Lord, I give you my life. At the end of this service, you can do the same thing, but you will never discover your true identity and purpose if you, if you don't know Jesus Christ and go on a journey of building a relationship with Him. Why? Because it says this, it is in Christ that we find out who we are. It's in Christ. It's in Christ. The next thing, the second thing is, God was thinking about you long before you ever thought about Him. He had His eye on you, it says. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. I can't understand that sometimes, that God had his eye on me. Do you know that God had his eye on you? Think about where you've come from. Think about how God's called you. Think about the home that you've come from. Praise God for him right now. That You know what? This, is, this might sound feel a little bit creepy, but when you were born, God was there. He was looking out. He was like, hmm. There, there he is. There she is. That is awesome. He created you because he loved you so much. He knew you and he wanted one. He wanted that model, but he has a purpose for you. God was thinking about you long before you ever thought about him. Do you know that this morning? Let's understand that. His purpose of his life predates your conception. He planned it before you existed without your input, by the way. Oh God, I wish my nose was this big. I wish I was this. I wish I was that. No, God wished how you were. You're exactly how God wanted you to be. Um, uh, you know, you may choose your career, you may choose your spouse, you may choose your hobbies, and many other areas of your life. But you, you, you cannot choose your purpose. You cannot choose your purpose. Who's glad that they can can choose their career? Who's glad they can choose their spouse? Your family. You can't choose your family. But anyway. But you cannot choose your purpose. Only God can tell you that. Number three, the purpose of your life fits into a much larger cosmic purpose. Did you know that? Often we, we, we have this viewpoint from, from, from when we're born to, to when we die. But our viewpoint should be from when we're born through past we die and then into eternity. Because eternity is a lot longer than what we got right now or what we have right now in our life. Our purpose of our life fits into a much larger cosmic purpose that God has designed for eternity. And that's what this series is about. It's getting a bigger vision, a bigger viewpoint. So again, where's that part of the overall purpose? He is working out in everything and everyone. And so through those three things this morning, we know that our purpose is so much larger than we ever think. Our purpose is, is to love God. Did you know that this morning? See, through this series, through this book, there's, there's five main purposes that God created us for. 
And I'm going to share them, and then we're going to go through one of them, and then we're going to pray, and we're, we're going to finish. But the first one is we were planned for God's pleasure. We were created. We were planned for God's pleasure. So your first purpose is to offer real worship to God. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Our first purpose is to bring glory to God. Uh, our, our second purpose is we were formed for God's family. We're going to unpack that in, in, the, in the coming weeks. We're formed for fellowship. We're formed for the church. We are formed for God's family. Third purpose is we were created to become more like Christ. Did you know that? We're created to, that He must become greater and greater. We must become less and less, not, not to lose the uniqueness that God's uh, created us by, but to become more Christ-like. Come on, that's our third purpose. Our fourth one is we were shaped for serving God. It's a, it's a, it's a purpose God created us for. Basically, we were, we were, the fourth purpose is, is to practice real ministry. Real ministry. Real ministry is, is really being commissioned in Matthew 28, verse 18. It's to reach the world for Jesus. If we're doing anything less, then we're not achieving the purpose that God has for us. And again, uh, that flows into the last one, which is our fifth purpose, is we were made for mission to live our life of evangelism, to reach our world for Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to live out those five purposes. I want to live my life and as, not through the lens of living life now to when I, when I die and, and, and I leave this world and go into the next world. I want to live my life through a purpose that, that is, is from this world that is going to affect eternity. It's, not, you know, I, I, it's a real honor and a privilege. And I know I've said this before, but you know, when, when Ken one day goes to heaven, there's going to be thousands of people that will come up to him and go, thank you for introducing me to Jesus. There will be. I just know because of, I know, I know uh, what he's been doing. But that's what God has called and graced and gifted him. But he's looking through that life of eternal lens. But what are, how are we living our life? Are we looking through it from an eternal lens or are we looking through it from a here and now? What is happening to me? Because if we really truly want to know our purpose, we've got to get our eyes off ourselves and get our eyes on God. Why? Because He's the one that created us. He's the one that created you. So the first purpose this morning, I hope we're doing good. And we have eight minutes to do the first purpose. Are we all good? All right. So the first one was we're planned for God's pleasure. It gave me pleasure when I picked up my little spaceship and I flew it around and I bit back the enemy and it was great. It gave me pleasure. Why? Because I invented it. I made it. It gives our, our, our first purpose is we're made to give God pleasure. We're made to give God glory. We're made to worship Him. He created us to worship Him. He didn't create us to whine at him. Anyone? Sometimes I'm guilty of that. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Create, you created everything, and it was for your pleasure that they exist and were created. You know, I, I, I wonder if we wake up in the morning and give God glory. 
Or we wake up in glory and we're like, Lord, Lord, help. I'm guilty of this. Probably most of us are as well. But what would happen if we, if we just got up and, Lord, hallelujah, it is going to be a great day. Lord, thank, thank you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You created me in your image. Lord, I praise you. I give you glory. Thank you, God. I guarantee even if you did that, your day is going to be better. Even if it's going to be one of the worst days that you've ever had. But you know when you're giving God pleasure, you're giving God worship. We were made to worship, hence the songs that I chose this morning. We were made to worship. Psalm 149 verse 4. The Lord takes pleasure in His people. No, He, he takes pleasure in you. When, when you're here this morning or when you're worshiping God, when you're, when you're going into your workplace, when you're doing this, when you're doing that, He's taking pleasure in you. He's delighting in you. You know, from the moment we were born, God was there smiling at us because He loves us. He's like, oh, there it is. There she is. There he is. You know, there's nothing, nothing more than we could just say, Lord, we worship you. Lord, I bring, give you pleasure. God did not need to create us, but he created us because he enjoys us. Now he created you because he wanted one of you. Well, I was an accident. No, you weren't. The way that you got here has got nothing to do with why you're here. The way that you got here has nothing to do with why you're here. No, God, as soon as you were, you were born, God was like, there. And even earlier, I'm not going to get into that debate. It's not about that this morning. But before you were born, He knew you. Psalm 139. He delights in you. We, we were made. Our purpose is to please God. Our purpose is to glorify God, honor God. We, we, we exist to give God glory. We exist for His purpose, and He delights in us. Do you know He delights in you? He delights in you. You know, as I've said that a couple of times, as people sitting here this morning going, yeah, but you don't know what I've been doing. I don't care. God delights in you. He loves you. Sure, sin is self-destructive, but it doesn't mean that God doesn't delight in you. Come on, let's, let's, let's know our purpose. Our purpose is to worship God. Uh, see, living for God's pleasure is our first purpose of our life. I wonder what would happen if, I think our whole world would change. Our, our, our life is to give God pleasure. Our life is to worship Him. When you fully understand this, you will never feel insignificant ever again. Do you understand that this morning? Who's ever, who's ever struggled with insecurity? Who's ever struggled with not feeling good enough? Who's ever struggled? Well, that's because it's a worldly, uh, worldly expectation. No, what God has created you to do is to worship Him. And when we understand that and we, we can wake up and go, man, Thank you, Lord. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You created me in your image. I'm here to worship you. I'm here to bless you. I'm here to praise you.
That's our purpose. Uh, next little point here is you are a child of God and you bring him great pleasure. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 says this, God decided in advance to adopt you into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. God decided long ago that he wanted you in his family. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to die on a cross, to pay the penalty of our sin. And it gave him great pleasure. Have we thought about our worship and our pleasure to God this morning? Um, Psalm uh, 147 verse 11 in the, the contemporary English version. The Lord is pleased only with those who worship him and trust his love. That's what, he, what, that's what pleases God, is when we worship him and we trust him and we trust his love. Now my prayer this morning as we learn our, our purposes of life is to, the first one is to worship him. How do we worship Him? We worship Him by putting our trust in Him. Can we put our trust in God? Could we believe in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in an area that we haven't trusted Him in yet? Could we grow in that area this morning? Here's, a, here's another thought. Anything that you do that brings pleasure to God is an act of worship. An act of worship. We think when we come into church, we, we do church like we do the praise and the worship first and then we'll do a, uh, an exhortation or we, and then we do some prayer for one another and then we go into the welcome to church and we do the notices, then we pray for the offering, then we do another praise song, then we go into the message and after the message we do an altar call, after the altar call we do a praise song and we finish, right? And we think the worship's the first part. No, the worship is the whole thing. The worship is the whole thing. And here's the thing, it's, that's not the whole thing. The whole thing is our entire life. Our whole worship to God is our entire life. Anything that you do that brings pleasure to God is an act of worship. When you go and you go in great character, representing and being like Christ-like in your workplace, in your family, that is worship. That is worship. You're worshiping God. You know, so the whole thing, well, people say, you know, I really loved the worship this morning. It really moved me. What does that mean? Do you know, in this book is a statement, and I was like, oh, I had to stop for a second and think about it a little bit. And the statement is, there is no such thing as Christian music. Anyone? No, and, I, and I, as, he, as Rick Warren explained it, he said, there's only such things as Christian lyrics. Just think about that for a second. We do, we love singing songs and then we add the lyrics to it that makes it a Christian song, I guess. Christian melody or whatever it is. But, you know, our worship to God is, is through what comes out of our mouth. Our praise to God is what comes out of our mouth. Now, now we add worship to it, and it sounds a whole lot better and all that, but it's, don't, don't define it just down to songs. Our worship is the way we speak. Our worship is the way that we live our life. Anything that we do that brings glory to God is an act of worship. So how we live our life pleases God. 
And so let's keep going on that. Our worship. You know, when, when it comes, it's an offering, it's praise. I love to worship God. I love it a little bit louder and, and all that. But then I also like to quiet it down and just think about it and meditate on God. Our whole act, our whole thing of worship. Talking about worship, we better get the band up, if that's okay. We're doing all right. It's a very, the, 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 the series is a very thought-provoking theory, series, and so we're doing good. Um, see, worship is more than singing, because if you take the words away, the tune says nothing about the Lord. It is just a preference or a style that you like or you dislike. You know, when I'm reading this book, Rick talks about how people write to him and say, Oh, Pastor, I really enjoyed the worship this morning. So no, what you enjoyed is the style. What you enjoyed was the volume. What you enjoyed was that. Now, the presence of God turns up, sure. But it's more than just, it's, 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 it's our whole life that worships God. You know, David wrote in Psalm 134, I will extol the Lord at all times. Or do you walk around with the band at all times? No, you don't. But you walk around with the love and the presence of God at all times. So your first purpose is to please God, is to bring pleasure to God. Sorry. And he loves, he loves it when you just live your life honouring and glorifying God. Not just through worship, but in every act that you do. The way that you forgive someone is worship. The way that you serve someone is worship. The way that you love somebody unconditionally. One, the way that you go further and beyond or the way that you be generous in a situation. That's an act of worship. Here's the thing is, see, worship is not actually for our benefit. Isaiah 29 verse 13 in the New International Version, it says this. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouths and honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have, that they have been taught. See, our worship is not for our benefit. Our worship is to is connect our heart with the heart of God. And that's why we can be with Him all the time. That's why if you ever need an answer, you can say, Lord, help me with this. Help me with this question. Help me with this circumstance, this situation. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says this, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Your purpose is to worship the Lord and to bring Him glory. To grow in this is to continually seek His face and to live a life that worships the Lord. If you want to know what your purpose is, your purpose is to bring glory to God. That's your purpose. You might find, might feel wide, might feel broad, but that's faith. You can work on your model. You can work on whether you want to be a, a car. I mean, work on whether you want to be a Ferrari or a, 
tank or a mini or a Toyota. God's created you that, but your purpose is just to get from A to B. Now, your purpose is to bring glory and worship God. That's your purpose. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't we stand to our feet just for a few more minutes? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.